0: to the Michelob Ultra Golf Show with Jeff Kopak on 740 The Fan and 107.3 FM. That's
1: better than most.
0: The Golf Show is presented to you by Michelob Voltra. also brought to you in part by Fargo Park District Public Golf Courses, Barnesville Grocery, Moorhead Parks, Forest Hills Golf Course, and Wildflower Golf. Here it comes.
1: Oh, my goodness. Oh, wow. In your life have you seen anything like that?
0: Now, let's head to the first tee. This guy's pretty good. And here's your host, Jeff Kolpak.
1: This certainly is the first tee. This is Jeff Kopak. This is the first Saturday in June. Thankfully, May was like twice the month of April. And I think we can, I'm no meteorologist, but it sure seemed like what a week we had this week for weather. And if all the issues we had in April in trying to get on courses, May has certainly made up for it. So hope everybody out there Across the state of North Dakota into Minnesota, South Dakota, and into Canada is getting out the sticks and and hitting a few. Later in the show, the head coach, Brady Robertson of Morehead High, will join us along with one of his players, Joe Corton. Joe is a finalist for Mr. Golf, or at least on the watch list. So uh, we'll be looking forward to having those two in studio. But first and foremost, one uh, one of the champions of junior golf in the state of North Dakota, Chris Geis is the director of golf for the Dakota Junior Golf Association. DJGA.org is the website. And Chris, uh, kind of take a few minutes this morning. Good morning, Chris. How are you?
0: Hey, I'm great, Jeff. How are you this morning? Good. Uh,
1: is this, is the weather across the state of North Dakota been as, as dandy as it has in the Red River Valley?
0: Um, yeah, it's been good. I was out. Uh, I've been out to a few uh, events here. Um, the regional tournament. I was out at a Class A tournament. I helped with the Region Five boys tournament last Thursday. Uh, Great sunshine, a little bit of a breeze, but um, you know, when you look at where we started in April, we didn't know if these kids were going to get to a golf course. So <laughs> I, I think the last ten days, especially now that they're out of school, yep. they've really, been, really, really been taking advantage of it. I know they've played back-to-backs quite a few times and multi-day events and um you know i think they've got once they've actually got the golf courses open i think we've been pretty lucky
1: awesome i first want to start chris with the organization as a whole the dakota junior golf association you guys and especially you have really ramped it up here in the last couple of years describe the progress you've seen uh, since you've really i think taken it to the next level
0: well i appreciate that jeff i mean when you think about the history of Dakota junior golf and where it started uh, to have somebody tell me that really means a lot to me, Um, you know, real quick, the history of us, Dakota junior golf started and, you know, they tell me their first meeting was in 86 and Dan Waldock, the longtime pro at Riverwood, this was kind of his vision to get this started. And he had a good board of guys then that, you know, 86, 87, 88, they started. And, you know, one of the things that's cool about it. And we had this meeting last year and they told me this is, at first they were going to name it West Dakota or Bismarck junior golf association, you know, and mm-hmm. Dan, his vision was, no, we want this to be, you know, for everyone. This is going to be across the, across the area. So, you know, they named it Dakota junior golf association and it was really ahead of its time. In fact, they've got some awards that they won from the, from the USGA back in 88 and 89 and 90. And some of those years as like the leaders in junior golf across the country, they were doing it before anybody, you know, now we hear the first tee or us kids golf and, Dakota junior golf was really ahead of its time because of the way these guys committed to getting kids on courses since 1988, every day of the week in Bismarck during the summer, Bismarck, Mandan, if you tee off before 11 o'clock and you're a junior, there's a course that's available for free. Hmm. I mean, think about for yeah. the last 40 years. That's amazing. Right. So, you know, so they had this great vision. Um, you know, they went through the nineties and early two thousands and they were good. They expanded the schedule and, um, some things have really fallen into place. And like I told you the story before, and your listeners have heard the story before they, you know, I've had a few talks over the years about getting involved and I wanted to wait. So both my kids were out of high school and mm-hmm. so it would free me up. to really be all in. And the last time that Tim Doppler, who's the executive director for the North Dakota golf association and, uh, Rick, Kuhn, the past president of the North Dakota golf association and Perry Andreessen who's very involved on the board for the Dakota junior. Those are, you know, I'd like to, I'm lucky enough to call them very good friends of mine and, when we sat down and started having discussion, I said, okay, guys, but if we do this, we're all in. You know, we're we're blowing this thing up, and we're taking North Dakota golf to the next level. Um, I'd like to think that in the – it's been about 18 months now that we've done it. We've done it. Our numbers are through the roof. I mean, we've reached the point where we're everywhere. I mean, you know, I hear so many great compliments about people that, you know, and even you have told me, you know, yeah, I get a picture of this day, and you're here, and you got somebody who's here, and mm-hmm. we've added some good staffing across the state. And, um, you know, last year we had talked about uh, DJG at my school as being a new program. We did that six schools next year. I'm happy to tell you that we've added five rural schools for next year to take us to 11. But All 17 all 17 Bismarck-Mandan elementary schools will have Dakota Junior Golf as part of their Phi Ed curriculum next year.
1: Wow, that's great. Chris so, Geis.
0: Thanks, thanks, go ahead fantastic
1: yep chris geiss is the director of golf for the dakota junior golf association sorry i got a little got a little jumpy there but uh this organization isn't uh, i mean you have I, i'm counting what 15 board of directors you have a, a trust fund the, the the Schaefer trust fund you got the james maher memorial scholarship um you know what's available out there for parents driving around here
0: Yeah, you know we have we've got some things that have been set up forever. Plus, we've added a lot of we've added a lot. Um, You know, every every March, people golf courses across the state are able to submit and uh, submit for us, and we review them. You know, we've grants for across the state. I mean, if I could tell you a, a list of how many people have received grants, and it's small towns, it's big courses. You know, from Oxbow for their junior program to some of the smallest courses in North Dakota, asking for hey, we just need. We want to purchase more range balls, more junior clubs. How can you help? Um, mm-hmm. I just finished a grant last week for Bowman. Uh, they're doing a kids clinic. We're partnering with them to advertise their kids clinic, and as part of it, we're giving away some free sets of clubs. We did a program. That, <clears throat> we did a pro- started a program this year called New to Golf, um, and what it was was we basically sold clubs. At, we we covered the majority of the cost. A set of clubs a, a little guy could get into, or a girl could get into a set of clubs for a hundred bucks. Um, a middle school kid could get in for 150 for a brand new set of tour edge clubs, new bag, new everything. And you know, we had hoped to sell 40 sets until it was over. We did 137 sets of clubs. Um wow. So you know, it's it's blown up. We took, we did that. We partnered with Sweet Shots on that. Um, kids can go to Sweet Shots every day of the week. All you got to do is call, call ahead. We pay for a bay there, and it's free. Call ahead, talk to one of their staffers, make the tee time. You can go there for free. They can go to the bubble in Bismarck. We pay. You know, it's it's free slots in there. You know, our, our whole goal is, and I, and I say this and you'll understand this more than anybody, but our goal with Dakota Junior Golf is, you know, we're not trying to create the next Tom Hoagie. What we're trying to create is if 100 kids take lessons today like they are in Bismarck this morning, we want 100 of those kids to be playing golf like you and I do, Jeff, down the right. road and, right. and be involved. And if one of them falls in love with it and is able to become Tom Hoagie or Amy Olson, we'll help them too. You know, we pay for kids to... One of our big things this year is that all of our multi-day tournaments, we have one in Fargo, we have three in Bismarck. Any, Actually, we have two events in Fargo that count for this. The, the winner of each of those, we will pay their entry fee to any of the, any of the national tournaments, um, which is a huge deal. I mean, we've never had that before. We've, that gives, you know, 10 entries, five for the guys, five for the girls. Any of the national tournaments that HJGT runs across the country, we've never had anything like that. Mm-hmm. Scholarships are endless between the Russ Newman um, Memorial Fund, <clears throat> excuse me, Russ Newman Memorial Fund, the Shiloh Schaefer Trust, um, the the Sam Bakken. The, we just have countless scholarships for kids that play in our event. Why not juniors added some scholarships? So it, it's growing. I think the coolest thing I can tell you, Jeff, and you've heard, you've talked to other people on my board, so they'll tell you this is now when we have a board meeting, everybody is so into it and excited about where we going next, how are we making this happen next that it makes it really easy on my part. I mean, i got to make a phone call, and somebody's running with something. So Mm -hmm. it's a fantastic time for golf right now, especially for juniors across the state.
1: How have you been able, Chris, to escalate the funding mechanism of this? Because that's the key. You you need the funds. You need the money. You you need the equipment for this to really work.
0: Yeah, you know, one of the things is this year our our sponsorships um, more than doubled what we had hoped um, when we set our budget that was big. I mean, just the corporate partners, we've had a lot of corporate corporate partners. I like to say, you know, if we get out and touch enough people and talk to enough people, everybody wants, everybody enjoys something about golf or seeing kids get into golf. So that's been really easy. The other thing is Dakota junior golf. Um, we're very active in the charitable gaming. We have um, five sites in the Bismarck Mandan area. So that, that's been for the last two years now. And that's also been very valuable. I mean, it, charitable game, charitable gaming has been kind of a hot button topic with the legislature and stuff, but uh, mm-hmm. on our end of it, we're able to put a ton of money in back into the kids' programs. That's been very valuable for us. That's allowed us to expand your direction and to continue to offer everything. I mean, the, the cool thing is, when I took this job and I talked about expanding in Red River Valley and we're going to be everywhere, I don't know if our board was ready for that. You know, they kind of mm-hmm. looked at me like, oh, we're going to need a lot of people. This guy's
1: crazy. A- oh, yeah. yeah,
0: Yeah. And you know, just the fact that every pro, when I rattle their cage and call their phone, you know, these pros are, you know, re- returning phone calls to me. And, hey, yeah, juniors, absolutely, let's get going. And, you know, I've, I've brought on two guys over on the east side that are helping with our tournament system, actually three guys, um, Brock Ellingson and Aaron Canodal, who are both high school coaches, are are tournament directors on the east side. And then Jake Scarper, who's joining the team over there as well to help run events. Um, I think those three names carry a lot of clout up yep. and down the east side. Based on their history. So from there, we're able to really blow it up. And those guys like to promote junior golf as much as anybody. Obviously, little guys are going to want to hear Jake talk or they're going to want to be around Jake just because, you know, he's got that magnetic personality. And on the golf course, that's even cooler for these kids. We put a lot of people in the right spots. And, you know, people are going to look at this and say, oh, he's saying stuff like this. But guys like you, Jeff, guys like you, Scott Woodman, uh, see the news media they run with everything we do right now because they see the positivity that's coming from Dakota junior golf. They're happy to talk to us. They're excited to talk to us. They want to put our events on TV. We'll have multiple events on the PSP network again this year, which for the first time last year, when we broadcast golf, people thought it was crazy. The Newman junior will be on, uh, will be broadcast with, uh, Dave Schultz and Lisa Schwinden doing the, doing the broadcast. It'll be turned into a two hour broadcast. They mm. I mean, just the, the cool things like that, that mm-hmm. taking golf to the next level and, you followed me on social media before I even had the spot and we would talk. And, Mm -hmm. you know, the thing that drove me crazy was when I'd have talks with, be it, you know, different entities, let's just say that. And I would get the response that was almost like, well, it's just golf. Well, you and I both know that in the professional world, golf goes a long ways. I don't care if you're an attorney or a doctor or you work at a marketing company, there's a lot of ways that golf plays a big role in people's lives, professionally, socially, even as their family grows. So, Yep. We're excited about it. I know I sound overhyped every time I talk. I try and tone myself down. <laughs> Scott would it's Scott you okay. will yeah. listen to this and give me a hard time.
1: Yeah. So, uh, Jake Scarper is a former Mr. Golf. We're going to talk about that award, and we're going to talk about the Junior Newman and other things with Chris Geis, the director of golf for the Dakota Junior Golf Association. Stay with us. I saw you slam your club in anger and took the grass off the ditch. I saw you look at me we are back. This is the golf show on 740 The Fan. This is your host, Jeff Kopach, 107.3 on the FM dial. 740thefan.com is a web address, The show comes to you from Gunderson Jewelers and always sponsored and brought to you by Michelob Ultra. Chris Geis is the director of golf for the Dakota Junior Golf Association, djga.org. Check out the website. It's a well-done website. It's got everything you need to know. Uh, about junior golf and this organization, Mister and Miss Golf, Chris. That's uh, you guys started it, and I think it's really taken off. Where are we at right now?
0: Um, yeah, we're in year two, and it, it, you know, again, that goes back to the comment I just made for we went commercial about it. it. Always used to be well, it's just golf. We crown the Mister Golf, Mister Basketball, Miss Basketball. We name all these award winners, and it always bothered me that there was golf, that there wasn't a golf one, and as part of what I did last year when we started, I'm like, this is going to be real easy. We're going to get some people that were part of the media that want to vote on this. We're going to get some former PGA teachers that want to vote on this and a couple of former coaches. And it was, became a special thing. You know, now it's part of the Newman. We have a banquet as part of it. It's really become a, you know, a professional, special, special thing. Uh, last year with Jake and Monica winning, winning it, I think was super cool. Mm-hmm. Um, our, our nominees are in our, for the year. Um, you know, I can. I'll go over a list, and I don't want to miss. I don't want to miss anybody, but I may. But uh, you know, on the girls' side, we've got Sophie Brantner of Oak Grove, multi-time all stater She mm-hmm. won. The, she made a 12-foot putt on the final hole to win the state team title this year for her team. If you can imagine how exciting that was for the Brantner family. Hannah Herbel. She's won how many state championships? She's won stuff in the summer. She was the Class A senior athlete of the year. She's won state team championships. Mm -hmm. Ainsley McCain, she's probably the best all-around athlete of the group on the girls' side. Um, She's been, you know, multi-time state From Grafton. Grafton, Class B uh, Athlete of the Year. She was also a part of the Class B of the Grafton Girls Basketball Program. Also, Ava Kalanick of Bismarck Legacy. You know, Ava was just one of those girls. She was a grinder. She's going to Black Hill State to play golf. You know, she was always, you know, chasing Hannah, and she actually caught her this year at the WDA, and she won the WDA this year, so Ava had a great career, too, multi-time All-Stater. On the boys' side of it, you know, we've got... One thing about the boys is, you know, we've got some really nice players at the top of the field, and then the boys' field is loaded with sophomores and juniors, who we won't hear from until next year on the Mr. Golf. But on the boys' side of it, we've got Carson Scarprud, of Red River, as a nominee. We've also got Nate Perrell and Andrew Wilhelm of Cheyenne. And Mm -hmm. if I had to pick between the two of them, I don't know if I could. You know, you've got one that was... uh, Yeah,
1: teammates, yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean it's back and forth, right? You, <laughs> you compare their resume. I mean their scoring average. When, when you get your ballot, your, their scoring average is like, okay, where do we go? One of them won a state championship. One was a runner up. One was this year they're winning. Um, you know, so it, the ballot is fantastic. The we look forward to seeing those guys all at the Newman. You know, I think I think what it's done is, um, and it just says I even saw people this winter, be it at basketball games or wherever mm-hmm. I would see them. And, it became a talking point. I mean, I can remember going back all the way last year to the uh, to the um, Pine to Palm and Carson Scarper making that deep run into the Pine to Palm. Somebody yeah. mentioned, they're like, well, that'll look good on our golf resume. I'm like, yeah.
2: Boy,
1: semifinals. That, I mean, yes.
0: Yeah, final. I'm like, okay, m- m- Mr. Golf possibility, here we go. Um, so, you know, it's become a talking point for those next-level kids. I think it's going to be something that looks, super, you know, cool on their resume. Um More than anything, and you and I, we've all talked about this, but just recognizing, you know, what a career—not just in the high school season, but all summer, these kids are traveling the Midwest, playing in events, they're playing in all kinds of Minnesota PGA stuff, North Dakota Junior Golf stuff, NDGA events, you know, and to be able to recognize them for their year-round commitment to the game of golf is Mm -hmm. really special to us, and I think it's just going to continue to grow. We're excited about where we are in year two, and we'll continue to push it and it'll become bigger and bigger each summer.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm privileged to be a voter and I, I know, like Scott Woodmancy and I we take this very serious. I mean, we we talk and we text each other, what do you think? And and this and and it's a big deal I think for us to be able to be part of this. The winners will be announced at the Russ Newman Russ Newman Junior Invitational, which is at the Fargo Country Club, June 10 to 11th. The winners will be announced on June 11th at a Nice 10 a.m. Uh, banquet brunch that uh, you guys put together. The Junior Newman is is, is really, uh, it's starting, uh, it, it took hold last year, right? And you're adding a couple things, I think, with a par, th- uh, what, a par three yeah. future champions event.
0: Yeah, you know, I kind of always envisioned that golf needed an event like similar to the Lions All-Star Game, that kind of thing, you know, with Class A and Class B together. and You know, we also, there's the softball game now and there's also volleyball, you know, it's kind of, and of course there's always forever, there's been the, uh, the football game, the Shrine football. So the Newman kind of became that thing. And if you know Boomer, um, that was, you know, they, they called me last February and we started to talk and they had kind of been like, okay, well, we'll plan for 2023. And I'm like, well, no, let's get one going. So we got one last year with, you know, how you qualify for the Newman is the top, you got to be a top 20 finisher at the state tournament. Class A, Class B, boys and girls. So there's 80 kids. Last year we had 60 of the 80 that played in the event, which is great. This year I can tell you the girls have already started registration, and as of right now we have 32 of the 40 girls already registered. That oh. tells you how big this. Yep. Got.
1: Yeah, that's big. That's great. I
0: mean, yeah, that that tells you it, it is it has become like the Lions All Star Game now. I mean, you you don't want to miss it, and so it's an 18 hole event on uh, on Sunday. What we've added this year on Saturday is we've added a future champions event, which is for uh 10 to 12 year olds. It's on the par three course. Um, you can go to our website to find out information about it. It's open to 60 players right now. We've got about half the field full, but that's open to the public. Anybody can register for that. Um, we, you know, we just think knowing Russ Newman and what he wanted to do to give back the kids and his mission, the mission of his foundation to give back the kids and pay it forward. You know, it only makes sense that we added this extra event. So yeah, so it'll be the part three event and practice rounds for the for the older kids on Saturday, Sunday. We have a one o'clock shotgun start after the ten a.m. breakfast. I encourage everybody to come out if they want to watch some great high school golf, some of the best in North Dakota. You know, on the boys' side, we'll be over thirty kids too, so it'll be about sixty-five to seventy kids that'll play in the event. Um, you know, puts one thing that I found really cool last year is I attended the boys' events in the spring. And I saw it again this year as I attended the girls' event in the fall. Mm-hmm. You know, top 10 kids are named All-State, and maybe you slipped up a little bit on day one, and and you're not going to make that top 10. But this gave some of these kids a, something to play for on day two to, you know, to get into that top 20 because they all knew. And that's what was shocking to me was every one of these kids this year, they knew what they were playing for on day two. There were fist pumps for a kid making – he might have been in the fifth group yeah. on day two. But he made a par putt to save 16th place, and he knew he's going to the Fargo Country Club. So that tells you that it's become a cool thing, um, you know. And you just don't get to see the class A and the class B together very often. So to no. put the, you know, have a pairing this year that's going to include, uh, you know, let's say Sophie Brantner, Hannah Herbel, Avery Bartell, and Rose Solberg.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Is
0: that about 11 state championship. There, there's pretty <laughs> good. <like> that. <laughs> that's
1: a that's a pretty good pairing right there. That's uh... you know
0: so. Um, that's what we're excited about the parents get super involved in it um you know it's pretty stressful one thing we we've kind of changed this year the format of the event it's still a stroke play event on sunday but what we're doing is after we finish the stroke play event we have our medalist then uh the top three boys the top three girls will go to the par three course and we'll have a shootout for a grand champion award
1: (laughs) that's awesome that's great
0: so that'll that'll be great and that'll all be covered Uh, Dave and Lisa will be doing the coverage of that, and that'll turn into a two-hour broadcast later in the summer. We're going to can it and put it all together for a really cool two-hour broadcast on junior golf. That's just another stride in how far we've come, right, to be able to say that we're – we're taking over tv for a couple hours is pretty special for
1: us the par 3 event by the way it's for ages 9 to 12 so let's uh just yeah. just just to note that and uh yeah the junior newman uh june 11th, and it's at one of the the, the best courses in north dakota so hey chris uh we could go on forever but uh, i need to wrap it up and again um uh, congrats on on another great year and, and i'm looking forward to a great summer
0: hey jeff we always appreciate it thanks we'll take time for you whenever we can uh Let's get together some night, socially, and visit for a little bit also
1: yep. that. Sounds like a deal. That's Chris Geis. He's the director of golf at the Dakota Junior Golf Association. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to the other side of the river and talking to more at High I Golf, head coach and one of their better and
2: go, players.
1: And we're back. This is Jeff Kopak. This is the golf show on 740 The Fan, 107.3 FM on the FM dial, and uh, the podcast, always available on 740thefan.com. Thanks again, once again, to Chris Geis, the director of golf for the Dakota Junior Golf Association. You know, there's something about great organizations, and that is they have leadership. And uh, Chris has taken that on upon himself and really taken the DGJA, say that fast, uh, to new levels, and that'll continue to really improve the state of of youth and junior golf across the state of north dakota move over one state state of minnesota right across the river brady robertson is the head coach at moored high and joins us in studio along with one of his players joe Corton. good morning gentlemen
2: how are you doing good it's good, good to be in the studio yeah. the what do ACA, you think of this as you're saying this is pretty cool yeah it's coming in and learning how radio works
1: on <laughs> the mothership so <laughs> uh, you guys pretty good season you know coach i'll start with you uh just finished the uh section tournament how did it go
2: you know we uh we got second to the team. I, I feel like I, if you ask the players, I feel like they'd say, well, I wish we would have played better, mm-hmm. certainly. Um, but, you know, getting second, the the best team definitely had won, I would say, just with Alex, with okay. how they played. Like mm-hmm. they played lights out and they got an awesome program going on over there. So, um, I mean, a season to be proud of, yep. for sure, just yep. with with good kids and uh, as it being my first year like it was uh, just a very very fun ride and awesome learning curve and had guys that gave me a lot of grace through my mistakes uh, with all the the new stuff I had to learn and and we just uh, made the best season we could out of it so yeah. just Joe, lots of fun.
1: Joe your season's not done yet mm-hmm. qualified for state tournament and what's that feel like you've been there before too so uh, that's got to be some comfort level for you.
3: Yeah going into it I kind of that's kind of my main goal is just get back to state. Mm-hmm. Uh, not many kids get to go all three years that they play varsity golf, so for me that's a pretty cool feeling. And now it's my third time, so might as well go win it.
1: Was it tough to get going this year with the weather, the slow start, the it just it wasn't pleasant in April. How did you guys handle that?
3: There's a lot of simulator golf, and yeah. just not the same. We mm-hmm. all want to go outside, so we took a trip down to Sioux Falls early. Oh, you did. Okay. Played down there. Yep. And I mean that was still cold, forty degrees, windy, rainy. Yep. But, you know, eventually we got there and started getting our
2: stride.
1: Yep. Coach, how did you deal with that as as and it's you know, welcome to head coaching world, right? Yeah. You probably had the worst April in a hundred years to deal with.
2: Yeah, I just mentioned all the new logistical stuff you gotta learn as a as a head coach. And one of my goals kind of coming into this year was to to start mm-hmm. uh March twentieth. No matter what, no yep. matter how much snow we got on the ground, so we did that, and we stayed very busy um, swinging the clubs as well as doing a lot of inside classroom type mental game work rules. Um, but yeah, tons of simulator work. We worked over at at the Stanford Performance Center with uh, that's it's in Osteds with Brennan mm-hmm. Hockman, and uh, that was a great thing to do just because he's a younger guy like myself that just, I think, got these guys kind of motivated. And, like, we definitely rolled into the season swinging the club mm-hmm. very, very well and hitting the ball very, very well. And, um, yeah, it'll be fun going forward just to kind of figure out ways that we can continue to start right when your typical spring sport starts and, and improve all facets yep. of the game.
1: You know, it's interesting, Joe. Uh, you never think of golf having some classroom activity to it, some classroom work. What was that like?
3: Uh, It was first for me, but I liked it a lot. (laughs) Yeah, kind of learning the mental side and reading the book with Brady.
1: Mm
3: Kind of got everyone in the right mental state because in prior years we'd have kids like getting too mad and stuff. And it was nice seeing this year that everyone was staying composed throughout the
2: round and whatnot.
1: So you did a lot of mental training. That that was part of that rules and then like sports psychology
2: a little bit. Or what'd you do, coach? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, I I got in. I I played. I play music myself, so I I stay very very busy and kind of got to a. Mm-hmm. A place where it was like, geez, I'm I'm not I'm not staying present in life and then mm-hmm. was doing a lot of reading outside on my own mm-hmm. that wasn't related to golf. But then I kind of got into the golf mental side of it and found books and just how much they relate to that part of life and going through life being present, but then you find some that relate to golf and then you give these kids a knowledge and uh my assistant coach Ben Welly, mm-hmm. um, who's just an insane amateur around this area, tons of success. Make
1: pro-golf a shot for a little bit. Yeah,
2: yeah. I mean, he's he's phenomenal, and, and he preaches just the importance of that. And, you know, to kind of have him reiterate some of those concepts, and he's been around guys that have been very successful in golf, and, like, he understands it. So I kind of – I'm kind of like the dad that has the knowledge, <laughs> but it doesn't always get – listen to Mm -hmm. (laughs) but then when you got a guy like coach welly that reiterates it in his own way Mm -hmm. it's a good little good little team coaching staff that we got to kind of get some momentum going and have kids take it serious right
1: he is brady robertson he's the head coach at Moorhead high joined by joe Corton, who is on the mr minnesota golf watch list so that's a nice little gig for you what did you think of that when you saw that
3: It was an honor, you Mm -hmm. know, being selected as one of the top seniors in the state, Mm -hmm. kind of following after a senior two years ago, Ian Semenich. He had that honor, too, so Mm -hmm. following in his footsteps has been pretty cool.
1: Uh, I'm going to talk more uh, later in the show about what you're doing with UND and things like that. But, Coach, uh, you're the second one in the studio to have some musical experience on my golf show following Mark Johnson. I, th- I see you played at Sweet Shots,
2: too. Yeah, yeah. No, he's been... I mean, that was a sweet gig, kind of to just link up with him in that way and the fact that, mm-hmm. you know, Sweet Shots has done great things for high school golf in this area. So to go play a gig and kind of give back in that way. And, uh, you know, I talked to him, I'm like, I don't even, I don't even need the pay, but you got some gift cards over there (laughs) and like some sweet shots credit. I'll take it. So right.
1: (laughs) You're a behavior interventionist, correct? At Mort High, what is that? That's
2: correct. What is that? Um, You know, so it's kind of in between the special education world and the general education world where you got kids that may struggle in the classroom that aren't special ed kids Mm -hmm. yet, meaning they don't have a individualized education plan. So I will set up interventions and work with teachers on trying to get those kids to be successful in yeah. school.
1: Okay. Boy, every day is different, isn't
2: it? Every day is different. It, is, it keeps you juggling at yeah. all times, that's for sure.
1: How did you, Brady, how did you, what was your path to becoming the head golf coach at Moorhead? How, what's your background in golf? how did you get there?
2: You know, I kind of started golf late relative to these guys and playing competitive golf like I didn't join into the competitive golf scene oh until I was a senior and Mm -hmm. then uh you know do all the amateur tournaments around and so I went through that learning curve of just trying to learn the game but then getting thrown into the competitive world and and Mm -hmm. realizing like wow this is really another beast here because it's just Another thing to throw in your head, you yeah. know, once you get into that competitive world and all strokes count, you can't miss a three foot putt and say, oh, that was good. Kind of <laughs> no give in golf. Yeah, yeah. But then, uh, just kind of went, went to long life. And then, uh, coach Tolson who retired, uh, last year reached out to me, I think it was 2016 or 2017 and asked mm-hmm. if I would do it. And that was, uh, just before I was trying to get a job, uh, as a, as a teacher in Moorhead, area public schools so yeah. it was kind of the perfect little gateway to just you yeah. know become a spud again and right. and like once once I accepted the job with coach Tolson, it was like well we're going to find a way to get into the school district here mm-hmm. and, and be full full on with the spuds so yep. Yep. yeah that was kind of the get in and now now it's just yeah kind of off and run and see if, see if we can kind of Build a little culture here of, uh, you know, getting kids really energized about golf because, you know, they, I don't think I joined golf. I was very late because my crew in 2012, they won the state championship, and I was a senior, so mm-hmm. I was on the outside of just, like, kind of fearing playing good golfers. <laughs> right. But it was still very motivating to see yep. all those guys up above, and it gave you, you know, it's like, oh, wow, I got a lot of work to do if I want to consider myself yep. a good golfer.
1: So before we take a break, uh, to go from an interventionist to the golf course, uh, describe the mental differences for you in in dealing with, uh, you know, golf, which is so such a – they're two different things, isn't it?
2: Yeah, I Mm -hmm. mean, it's two different things, but, again, going back to what I was saying with kind of learning about the mental side of just Mm -hmm. being present in life and golf. You hear it with golfers all the time that, like, oh, I was just out here today trying to stay present with each shot, and it's such a – it gets thrown around a lot, but when you really start to understand it, like, I mean, you can take that mindset into working with behaviors every day. Like you got to start every day. (laughs) It's, it's a new day. So Mm -hmm. yeah, very different worlds, but very refreshing to be a, be a golf coach and work with kids that, you know, truly want to be there. So like, I mean, you definitely have, you definitely have challenges with behaviors, even at the high school level and on sports teams, but at the end of the day, those kids really want to be there, and and um, hopefully the messages and and what you're trying to preach because of that is is a very different thing.
1: Yeah. That's awesome. Brady Robertson is the head coach at Morehead High. Joe Corton is one of his players. We're gonna take a break when we come back. Uh, more with these two gentlemen right after this. <laughs>
0: I'm talking about.
1: Final segment yeah. of the golf show. This is Jeff Kopack coming to you from 740 The Fan, 107.3 FM. Show coming to you from Gunderson Jewelers Studio in Fargo. Our guests in studio, Brady Robertson is the head coach at Moorhead High, and one of his players, Joe Corton. Uh, kind of have to uh, take some time here. Joe, uh, hockey player, golfer. It's a pretty common combination, I think, especially at Moorhead High.
3: Oh, yeah. A lot of kids that, or a lot of kids in the state too, that just hockey and golf. What they yep. do.
1: How do you balance that? How do you get some work time in both sports? Because, you know, my son played hockey and he played baseball. So, obviously, those are two similar, I think, times of the year. How do you get uh, practice time in with both?
3: You know, um, right away in the hockey season, it's kind of the first month, you kind of just focus on hockey. And then towards the end of the hockey season, like every weekend, you're out at the simulator when you don't got games and stuff and just Mm -hmm. getting prepared for golf. So, it's a long process, but busy days and
1: yep. it's worth it though yep so you kind of dabble in both all yep. year round, here and there yeah what do you do in the summer for hockey or what did you do i guess
3: i did blue line hockey yep. academy it was a month long and i was pretty much the only hockey i did and besides that it was just golf course every day
1: yep uh you committed to the university of north dakota congratulations yep. on that thank another you another division one golfer in the area we produced a lot here in in the fm area what's your hopes what's your dreams uh when you get to und
3: you know, I wanna. I'd love to live in a national championship with them. Mm-hmm. Obviously, uh, got a good group of freshmen coming in, right? Or that I'm excited with Kagan and Collar from Maple Grove, and then Nate Pearl from Cheyenne. Okay, be a sure. Good group of us going up there, and you know, I'm just excited to get to work up there.
1: Was it a choice for you between hockey and golf? Did you, when you're going through high school, were you thinking, you know, because I think you had a huddle account with hockey. I, I saw. So where did you make the the choice to go one or the other?
3: You know, um, I'd say like every kid from Moorhead right away, you want to be a pro. Yeah, hey, NH- you want to be the Matt Collin, right? NHL. Yeah, everyone wants to do that. Yeah. But I'd say sophomore year, once I made it or once I made it to state and finished mm-hmm. fourth as a sophomore, I kind of like, all right, golf's kind of my thing, is what I'm gonna try and do. Okay. And then from then on, it was just emailing coaches, just seeing, getting feedback from other coaches, making them watch your scores and. Just the whole recruitment process.
1: Yep. Brady, what kind of college potential do you see in Joe there?
2: I'd, I'd say the sky's the limit. Mm-hmm. Like uh, this guy, kind of learned the idea of being present and being a gamer early on. I'll, I remember him as a sophomore; it might even been as a freshman, where where he came in. It was early in the year, and uh, he he kind of talked about his buddies how they're hockey players, but mm-hmm. when it's golf season, like Joe's a golfer. Mm-hmm. He and and. That's where I would love to get more guys like that that are just like, once hockey season's done. I mean, not not yeah. not trying to take anyone away from right. hockey, but yep. to have that mindset. Like I'm a golfer now, and and he's just always worked on developing his game. So it's, sky's the limit. He's got a great mental approach to getting better at things. Yep.
1: You have spot teammates, right? That are hockey players. Yeah. Golfers. Yep. yep. Uh, Simenich. Joey Simenich yep. and then Easton Lavers. Okay.
3: So, and then there's Matt Grammer, too. He plays hockey. Okay. Zach Bernie King. I mean, we all play hockey.
1: Yep. Awesome. So uh, you shot a 72, what, last year in the opening round of the state tournament? Yeah. And this is at Bunker Hills. This is, not, this is not some mom and pop little, you know, simple track. How was that course set up, and how do you expect it to be set up again this year?
3: I think sophomore year, when we went into it, it was a pretty short course. And then obviously, Nate Stevens played with him, he won 10 under. Just shattered the record yeah so after that they kind of like all right these kids are getting better gotta start <laughs> making the course harder longer yeah. so last year they made it longer and I mean went in opening round shot 72 again I was like I mean I just love this course it sets up perfectly for me and then day two kind of really struggled and that's where I figured out a lot with myself and what I need to work on like mentally and stuff because I started terrible but then my mental game just was not there and I yeah. never get it back so I'm excited to get back out there this year with the same course and see what I can do.
1: So what did you figure out when, when you went through a self-assessment there? Um, I mean, just
3: kind of like, just need to take, like, stop and just breathe. Mm-hmm. I like I just get so, last year I got so caught up in my head and just like, why is stuff not going wrong? Why, why am I not like getting birdies when in reality you just got to make par? Yeah. That's all okay. you got to do. And I was just so focused on hitting the perfect shot, but you know, it need to be perfect out there. You just got to Play the course good.
2: Coach, you're nodding there. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm glad he's acknowledging all the – I'd I'd still say that's where he's got another step, another Mm -hmm. thrush. Like even yesterday, breathing pretty heavy coming in, but like he's catching it and he's able to turn it around. Where, you know, like day two last year, he just said, I wasn't able to get the wheels back on. Where yesterday, you know, he had moments where he did get the wheels back on and salvaged a round out of it. And I think that's where – that's where he's improved is if you get off to a bad start. I mean, he's had, I think he had four or five tournaments and a row oh, where yeah, he I was, started My
3: last was. five tournaments, I've started triple, double, 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 double. Right off the bat. And then yeah. I, f- I proceed to go two, three under the next 17 holes. It's just that starting bad, and then luckily okay, I'm mentally back in it.
1: So sophomore Joe or junior Joe doesn't do that. Now senior Joe does. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's it's really it's a maturity thing, right, Coach?
2: Yeah, you just you can't ever predict what's going to happen in this game, and then then when you when you are a kid and you're and you're struggling and you're you're on that little stage that golf creates, and mm-hmm. you're doing it in front of family and friends, like it's a hard place to kind of learn. You know, I was telling one of one of the kids yesterday, it's like, well, you just took a punch to the face, and you got a bunch of people watching you. Now yeah. it's like, yeah. how, how are you gonna how are you gonna respond? While they're watching, you know, because you, if you get let that get in your head, like I got people watching, you can use that as a as a pro, or it can can really get to you and affect you in a negative way.
1: Well, in hockey, you got a couple of line mates, Joe, that could probably, if you make a mistake, they can make up for it. Oh yeah. In golf, <laughs> just you, brother. You. <laughs> <laughs> when you look at u and d and college golf, where do you want to go at the next level is it is it a strength thing? I mean you said you know you mentioned about the the mental part. what about some other parts of the game that that, that probably need to come along and and you hope to get better and and, um, and take it to the next level
3: I'd love to like be really dialed in with my putting. that's kind of something I've been struggling with like mm-hmm. it's either there or it's absolutely not there so if I can just get some putting down, get more confidence with that i'm that'll come around and then just more distance off the, or like off the tee cuz yep. that's something that college courses are going to be 7000 yards high school you can get around hitting it to 280 290 but i think i need to get some more distance off the tee and that that's about it i think my ball striking's a lot better than it's been in the past working on uh, working with brady and then uh brendan hawkman okay in the simulator but yeah
1: i think and you'll find this out and i've talked to NDSU golfers about this uh, several times that when you Take a multi-sport athlete, and now you just focus on one sport. You don't have to worry about hockey next year at UND. That'll make a difference, too. In your weight training, you can be sport-specific. That'll make a difference. Yeah. So I'm guessing you'll look forward to what kind of development with sport and with physical lifting, too. Yeah, we do
3: lift once or twice a week, every week. So I'll be looking forward to that and Mm -hmm. doing everything that we do up there.
1: Yep. if you looked at the travel schedule next year, you're not playing in Grand Forks every weekend. I'll tell you that. <laughs>
3: yeah, it hasn't came out yet, but yeah. I'm excited to see where we go.
1: Yep, a lot of places. So. Yeah, uh, Coach, uh, you mentioned earlier about uh, the camaraderie or the the culture of a team, and how do you develop that? What have you seen so far? And you, it sounds like that's kind of a point of emphasis for you.
2: Yeah, I mean, first step was just bringing on Ben Wally as an assistant. Okay, just because you know he he'll. He's able to kind of show these guys with his performance mm-hmm. what I mean by the sky is the limit. And like Joe, Joe maybe wouldn't say like, "Oh, I want to be better at putting" if he didn't know, you know, the level of putting that yep. Welly plays with. Yep. Um, so that would be first step. But then just Moorhead in general, like you're talking about colleges lifting you know that was something that our schools got all kids in all sports and golf is not an exception Mm -hmm. where we were lifting twice a week in the morning so it's like trying to change that 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 you know some kids don't view golf like i need to work out but then you can go right back to well this is part of the discipline part of Mm -hmm. hey you got to get up get your butt there and and uh coach muscleman up in the weight room Kind of preaches the same thing. that Pretty we're all pretty good to name do. for a weight room. Yeah, guy. no kidding, no kidding. I I was, I was like that. That is perfect. Yeah. I, I need I need to change my name to like Brady yeah. Behavior Man or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> but no. And then uh, just trying to get like young kids excited to 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 grind with each other and uh-huh. kind of find a little group of kids that are gonna keep each other accountable on, on getting to the course and. Yeah, playing, but then just finding ways to make sure I'm gonna make you better. We're gonna compete mm-hmm. and, and have a good time doing it. Yep.
1: Uh, last probably I got 30 seconds. Maybe Joe, uh, state tournament. Uh, this is it, right? This is your last shot. Yeah. What's what's what, what's the feeling? How are you feeling?
3: I'm um, excited. You know, mm-hmm. I'm gonna go out there swinging, give it everything I got, but also a little bit kind of sad that time's over. Yeah. I'm not gonna be back with all my friends and stuff, but. Mostly just excited to see what I can do one more time out on Bunker Hills.
1: Yep. Thank you, guys. Congratulations, Joe. Thank Great you. career. Good, best you. of luck at UND. Yeah, Brady, thank you. thanks a lot. Congratulations thank you Jeff on the for, job. And yeah.
2: Yeah. Thanks for taking notice of the spuds this year Absolutely. and getting us on. We'd, we'd love to keep doing something like this with you.
1: For sure. Well, hope to have you in, in next year. This is Jeff Kopak. That is Brady Robertson. He's the head coach at Moorhead High. Joe Corton is the uh, senior player who's heading to the state tournament. Along with Joey Simenich, right? Yeah. So you too. Good luck to you too. Thank I'm you. Looking forward to that. Thanks again for Chris Geis for joining us in the first half of the show. This is Jeff Kopach. Until next week, hit them straight.